ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I'm as always Alex, and I am joined today by Velke. Hi! That was really high. Why? Why, why, why was it so high? I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're excited to be on, I see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I had prepared a Cookie, no, not cookie, a muffin, but I already ate it, so sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan is irreplaceable, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Dylan Dylan would have been here. Uh, he's he's kind of having a chaotic time in Chicago, um, so we, we gave him a bit of a break. Uh, Scott was supposed to be my guest, and then uh, Scott and I are both dumb, so we, we messed up the times. So, um, good pal, Valke here. Uh, subbed in and has saved the show because nobody ever wants to hear me do solo audio again. Let's be honest. Yeah, please, no, never, please, <laughs> please. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Alex, but that was I. I've I wrote to Alex about that, but yeah, that was not good. That was not good. It you sounded like you were suffering through it. So I decided rather than you suffer through recording a podcast, a solo podcast, I'd rather help you. It's good, yeah. I mean, listen, the world doesn't the world doesn't need solo audio, so it's uh, you're doing a good service here. Um, 
So I, I think it's quite funny. Um, Dylan has never been here anytime we get nice reviews. Uh, we have a five-star review this week. Yes! And Dylan just isn't here for it. And that that is the most amusing thing ever to me. Um, so I'm just going to try and find the review. Okay. So this review, it was left on the 13th of May. Uh, it simply says, the best, uh, which is a nice nod, I think, to the show. Because Dylan used to do that bit. The best, the best, the best. Um, this review said, Alex and Dylan are both equally the best. Uh, was sad to see people hating on Dylan because he dared to not like the directions the storylines can go and voices opinions on certain wrestlers. Shockingly enough, I enjoy hearing opinions and takes that are different than my own. Unagi slander by these Unagi haters is okay, even though I disagree. <laughs> Overall, the podcast is excellent. I especially love hearing the recaps of the press conferences and they pick them on things that I can miss when watching the matches. Just appreciate the insight and also love... Uh, when they include general big Joshi news in the show. Love this pod. Love both hosts. Look forward to it every week. Keep up the good work. Also, I recently got an iPhone, and this is the first review, uh, or, and this review is the first thing I've done on iTunes. Feel special. <laughs> I do feel special. Thank you. <laughs> um, That's an amazing review. That's like is. awesome a review. And by the way, I echo the thoughts of the reviewer because... Uh, how they wrote it about Dylan's opinion on storylines or wrestlers or uh, voicing or telling people how he likes his wrestling or how he dislikes his wrestling is one of the biggest advantages this show has. Because it's like, why would you listen to someone who who shares all of your same opinions? That's like echo chamber. That does not work. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing that I feel with podcasts is there's there's almost two camps. There are people who want confirmation bias. They're super into yep. it and they want to hear people who are super into it. And then there's people who want to hear like different uh, takes on things. Because um, I used to be one of the former. I used to listen to like uh, the New Japan Supercast and shit when I was super into New Japan. And if they ever said anything bad about New Japan, I would have hated it. Um, whereas now, I like when people are mean to New Japan, you know? Yeah, I I get that. I understand <laughs> that it was not great. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 back, but, you know, it's back. Uh, yeah, B- Bullet Club Pro Wrestling is back. It's... Yes, yes, of course. It's, it always was. Oh, sorry. Uh... It always has been the astronaut meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, the, the, again, thank you for the review. Uh, we, di- we I don't read out every review because uh, there was a while where they were just getting really repetitive and all of them were just saying Dylan sucks. Um, so if you have a, a fun review, I will read it out. Even if it's one star and you hate you hate both of us and you want us to die, that will be very funny. So, you know, bring it on. Um, with that, I suppose we'll get on to the news section of the show. So uh, one of the big pieces of news is that last Friday, I believe... Uh, the former Kagetsu uploaded a, a video to YouTube announcing that he has transitioned to being a male. Uh, his name is now Yu Ishino. And thanks to uh, reviewers like Golden underscore Kuma and uh, Hey Karen Sensei, we were able to get a bit more nuance about the situation. Um, so Kuma added that uh, he doesn't really want to go by Kagetsu anymore. So he doesn't really mind if you go, oh, that's Kagetsu, but generally he wants to leave that name behind so preferably just you know refer to him as you ishino and um karen i think added in that in the video 
Ishino had announced that he had gotten the gender reassignment surgery last summer, sometime after matinee. So firmly a dude. Uh, the former Kagetsu is firmly a dude. Uh, very happy for him. And uh, t- to be honest, I think it's a story that was kind of undersold a bit because, you know, one of the former world champions of one of the bigger Joshi groups is now a transgender male. And I think that's a big story. Um, but obviously, Joshi Twitter is very leftist. So, you know, it just kind of, everybody is kind of like, oh, good for you. And that was it. Yeah. But I think, you know, this is a pretty momentous story. Oh, uh, I, I watched it before. Uh, I think me and Sprite, we were the first ones who watched the video. And let me tell you, the, sm- <laughs> the smile on my face when uh, you unveiled uh, that he's, he said he's a man now, uh, I... I do not speak Japanese. I understand a little Japanese. Uh, he had a mask on and he took the mask down and there was a little tiny, tiny bird on his, on his chin. And I just, I, I started smiling and I, and I didn't stop smiling for like 15 minutes out of pure joy for him because it was, uh, it was like seeing someone throwing away their previous life, but looking into the future with bright eyes and smile. And he felt like literally like a new person, but still the same, same person that I loved before, because I'm really similar to the one, uh, Kagetsu, ex-Kagetsu. Uh, he was, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure about the, how, how to address uh, the past? It's um, I, I, it's kind of difficult. I, I yeah. I'd say you could probably get away with Kagetsu, but I, I mean, generally, I'm just gonna try and say like Ishino yeah, yeah, or something. Okay, okay. I'm I'm not sure because uh, he was known as Kagetsu when he performed. So mm. you and Mayu for the high speed title was the first starter match that I've ever seen, and. It's very important for me. Uh, it was the Zubas era of, uh, of Kagetsu, of you. And it was the first match I've ever seen. It was the uh, starter match. I'm a relatively new fan. I've started watching wrestling when I was 28, which is seven years ago. Uh, yes, I'm really old. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm the one of the old sleazy uh, middle-aged dudes who watch Joshi wrestling. Yes, that, that's me. <laughs> that's exactly me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that match was the first match of Stardom that I've ever seen, and they became my favorites. Uh, I've suffered through uh, Mayu being the third most important person in the Freedom, in the Free Daughters, uh, being the Beneath for Io or for Kairi, whatever, for whoever. Uh, and then she was the uh, and then she was the world champion the icon the ace and uh, similar to you uh you was just a scoundrel who was running around and being a nuisance and then he became a world champion and was a world champion during a hard time uh when stardom lost Rai, who was their biggest star they had and alongside with momo watanabe they led the bridging period between loss of Yoshirai and uh, Bushiro Purchase. So uh, you and Mayu 
the participants of the first match uh, are really important to me, and I'm I'm so so happy for him. Also, as a side note, the main event of Matane uh, was Transwoman and Transman, so that's that's really big, I think. Yeah, no, in hindsight, that's like one of these incredibly special matches. I mean, it was in the moment anyway, but yeah. knowing what we know now, there, there's just a whole other layer to that match that's that's amazing. Um, and yeah, like Yuishino is, is somebody who probably won't ever get the flowers that he deserves because he was world champion when stardom was, was in a bit of a Passover period. What he did anchoring down the top of the card when they needed it after EO left and after Kyrie had left, it can't go without like credit because you know it was while he was solidly on top, reliable that they were able to take chances on people like Momo Watanabe and eventually Arisa Hoshiki and even Hana, who you know broke away from from Ishino. So definitely somebody who's a big part of how of you know the fact that the company rebounded so well from losing two of the freedom um and definitely somebody who deserves a lot of credit um and hopefully will will definitely be looked back on as as a as a special wrestler given how he now is is kind of flying the flag for for trans wrestlers in in japan um you know fair play to ishino uh big story a lot of love for ishino and uh just happy for him really yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the Passover period was not just losing Io and Kyrie. It was also Mayu being injured and uh, Tony Storm being a board champion for a while there. So who was not present uh, in the promotion because uh, she was already signed to WWE and had a lot of dates around the world. So he really, it was not as if always he was on top of uh, in the main events or something like that. That was uh, Rossi was risking a lot and trying to build people uh, into the main events. But if he needed a solid wrestler to have a solid or great match, Yuishino was there and delivered. So, oh, all the love to him. Um, I'm really, really happy for him. Definitely. Um, now, on from Ishino, um, uh, kind of out of the blue, Stardom announced the, the, the field for the five-star Grand Prix. Um, yeah, I know last year, last year was really late. We were all like, are they even doing the GP? <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, and now they're, they're about a month and a half early. Um, but we have 22 confirmed par- participants. Uh, thanks to Scott, by the way. He wrote this all up over our last word on sports. Does a great job keeping you up to date with Stardom. Um, Announced wrestlers are Mayu Iwatani, Koguma, Hazuki, Hanan, Azumi, Utami Hayashishita, Saya Kamatani, Omo Anabe, Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, Julia, Maika, Himeka, Natsupoi, Tekla, Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, Unage Sayaka, Siri, Mirai, Suzu Suzuki, and Risa Sara. So, as far as a 22 uh person field goes that is ridiculously strong when you look at it you know maybe some of the weaker elements are something like hanan uh maybe mina or something like that and if they're you know the two worst in air crows worst wrestlers in your tournament then that's that's just insane to me 
Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, interesting because there are four wrestlers who are debuting in the uh, confirm uh, in the debuting in the five star in the confirm field. So it's of course Risa and Suzu, and it's Hanan and Tekla. The rest of the wrestlers already had uh, their uh, their debuts in five star. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the five star will take like two months or something like that this year. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah, so they are now. I've did the math. I did the math. Give me a second. It will take just a second. I can calculate how many matches there will have to be for the five star. So it's twenty six people. Presumably two blocks of thirteen. Mm-hmm. So it's one hundred and fifty six matches. Boy, 156 matches. We have confirmed the op- two opening nights, so presumably those will those will be uh, full, uh, full, uh, full block nights. <clears throat> Sorry, full block nights. Uh, block night. Oh, hard for me to say. Uh, full <laughs> block nights, uh, and the final night. I'm not sure we will get to uh, watch the same uh, same finals as we usually do, because it would mean 13 matches. The final night, if it's the same as usual, it means 13 matches on the show with the with the finals as the last match, because it's six from each block and the finals. So I don't think that final uh, final light will be the same as last year or years uh, or previous years. So I think they'll. It's possible they'll go the New Japan uh, route with the two final nights for the blocks and the final night, but I'm not sure because they announced it's the Otavart the final night. No, the it's um some new Olympic Stadium. I think the finals. Uh, oh, is the first two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, so that's big. So that's probably yeah. So the final nights finals will probably be either either they will do something wacky with only the finals uh, being the five star match, and there will be red belt match and white belt match and tag titles and everything else to draw as many people in, but. Or they can do the usual full two blocks and the finals. Depends. That's 13 matches, so that's insane. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm going to lose my mind watching that entire Yeah, that's, that's, that's hard to watch. That's, ex- that's actually not a good show to watch. No. Um, I don't know, though. That's, uh, that is scary to me. <laughs> it's just so much wrestling. Um it- I, I don't think that the uh, the actual amount of matches is uh, the 156 matches is the issue because they'll be spread out for a longer period of time, so it does not matter really. But the finals finals is is the big question mark for me. Yeah, I mean the thing with Stardom is they they have done kind of big cards like that before. 
And mm. I, I wouldn't put it past them to just have a couple of matches go five or six minutes. Because, um, I mean, you've got enough high-speed wrestlers in there who could just yeah. roll somebody up very quickly. Yeah, you have you have rookies. Uh, you can have uh, someone bake, destroy a rookie. And you have high-speed wrestlers. You can have, I don't know, Gogma, Rob, Julia, or something like that. Yeah, they, they like I can I can see them working around it. Um, but it'll definitely be interesting to see kind of what they do for that, and maybe who they tip their hand will be will be uh, in play come the final night, and who won't. Um, in addition, though, to the twenty-two people that we already mentioned, uh, there is a, a mini 21, league. 21, 21. Is it twenty-one or twenty-two? Yeah, no, because it's twenty-one because there's one secret uh, participant still. I think I don't know, the, it's the there's only guest. three from the mini league that get in. Yes, and so. we read out. Uh... Oh, I'm dumb. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right. I'm ap- okay. I apologize. You're correct. Uh, that's okay. Uh, so there's there's a mini league uh, taking part with uh, the top three wrestlers going through to the uh, the actual main five star Grand Prix. Uh, the contestants in the mini tournament are. Saeeda, Momokogo, Hina, Lady C, Miyu Amasaki, Roka, Rina, Mai Sakurai, Waka Skiyama, and Ami Sore. Uh, so that they're all going to have a two-block league. I believe that's taking place over the next month or so. Um, it's mostly like they're getting Korkins dedicated to it. Um, and the top three go through. The, the, my prediction for the three uh, is, is a pretty simple one. It's Ida... It's going to be Amisore and probably Mai Sakurai. Uh, they're the three who are kind of the most pushed. Um, I could maybe see Roka sneaking in there, but I'm also not fully sure because some I don't know. I don't think they see Roka on that level. Whereas you know Mai Sakurai is somebody who could benefit by uh, taking part in a tournament like this. I uh, I see this as a uh, air quotes interesting concept because it allows them to. Uh, to sub people in to spots if someone from the first announced uh, lot will get injured, because you can always push uh, push the envelope to four top people, five top people, six top people. If you if you get me, what I mean by that? Yeah, no, you can you can like make the play in tournament bigger yeah. uh, if if needs be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can uh uh you can add uh the fourth best person, fifth best person if someone from the uh the five star uh participants will get injured or uh, cannot participate for some unseen reason. Uh so I think it's it's a good idea and it gives the rookies and the uh and the kilt and the kids uh, something to do. And also, it uh, provides them with uh, like the level playing field. So, I I like it as a concept. I agree and disagree with uh, your choice of uh, the fir- the three. I agree with Ida and I agree with Amisore. I disagree with Mai. I think that on the final night of this tournament, Waka will prevent Mai from getting into the tournament into the five star. That will be her first win. Because we all are waiting for her first win. And we all know that she should beat Mai Sakurai. And it makes no sense for her to beat her in some meaningless 
six women tag and listening to reactions of the people uh, last month or so. Everyone is so on board with Vaka. They want her to win so, so bad. Now, she's getting one of the loudest reactions, loudest, and by that I mean verbal reactions. So I think it's it's like the obvious fantasy booking, obvious, but it's the story that if I was doing a story of Waka, that is one of the peaks that I would do. She would have one win in the tournament, and it would be beating my Sakurai on the final night to prevent her from going into the five star. I could definitely see that. Yeah, that that would be a very Rossi thing to do. Um, yeah, he he would definitely do that. Uh, and that would let you put Rocka through, um, yes. or even like Rina or Hina, who have obviously done a lot, or Miyu, Miyu Amasaki, who they obviously like. Or Momo, or Momo. Oh yeah, they've kind of they've kind of stepped off the gas with Momo Kogo a bit. I felt for a while that they were gonna rocket strap her too, but she's just kind of fallen into limbo. So I'm yeah. not sure. I I think she's uh, she hit she has hit her ceiling of development right now, and unless she goes into the, into the five star, she'll she'll stagnate a little for like a half a year or something like that, something like that, and she'll get pushed uh, pushed later down later in the year because I think she's good enough, but Stardom has uh, such a deep roster with uh, so many people who are much better than her, uh, either in ring or personality wise, uh, that she just. She's just a body on the roster right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I can kind of get that, especially in stars where you've got, you know, Hanan right next to you. Um, you've yes. got Koguma and Hazuki ahead of you. Obviously, Mayu at the helm. Uh, it's definitely a lot harder to stand out there than it would be if she was in Queen's Quest or something. Yeah, uh, Sai does return, basically. Oh, yeah. She, she jumped jumped ahead uh, on the ladder that's true so yeah so i i can see like it's as i said it's it's fantasy booking but if vaka and Maya are in the same uh, in the same block and if we know that uh, my versus vaka is the last match of Mai's uh tournament then i i'll bet you that uh that vaka is winning there especially if it's in korakan hall yeah yeah no it, it is in korakan so um, yeah, so I could see it. Um, now the final entrant in the GP uh, is a special guest. Uh, it's an ex, so it's um, presumably an outsider. Otherwise, Sasha Banks, <laughs> or Naomi. You never know. Yes. Um, so last year the the ex was Takumi Roja. Um, I don't see them repeating that. Uh, Takumi is the three AW champion now, and I feel like there's been a very visible uh, pullback from Takumi in terms of where she's working because she she wants to be protected to protect obviously the lineage of this you know this title um mm-hmm. so her entering the gp just wouldn't really work unless she goes to the final or like gets a couple of draws and and just about loses out um mm-hmm. but otherwise I, I don't really see takumi kind of being back in just just because she's 3aw champion now um my thought is that it might be haruka umasaki because um, she she would make a lot of sense. Uh, I actually do not have any idea who who's who's still going to be, because uh, it's hard now 
because Starum is working with so many other companies, uh, there are obviously uh, stories going on with basically everyone else on the scene who is not called Tokyo Joshi Pro or Ice Ribbon. Uh, and they are basically working with most of the roster of Ice Ribbon anyway. So, uh, so that does not really matter. Uh, it can, it can be, it can be Kairi, it can be uh, Haruko Masaki, it can be Saki from Colors, it uh, it can be Hikari Shimizu if they want to uh, like try her and vote her because that's obviously a play that they should try in my eyes because I think she's she's so good and why. Well, I like her uh, in colors and uh, performing outside of stardom. She's one of those people that I'd really like to be lodged down in stardom and getting more money for her effort because I think she's she deserves it. she deserves it, and I think she uh, she'd fill a role that's not really represented in stardom right now. Mm. Yeah, no, Shimizu, I'm all aboard the Shimizu train. Um, have been since I first saw her when she, she came back from the injury in uh, an actress. Um, she'd be fantastic in this. I'm not sure she'd do it because um, she, she does seem loyal to Colors and Saki. So uh, I don't know if that might withhold her. Um, but I don't know, just to me, with how they've been focusing on umasaki i feel like she'd make the most sense unless it's just natsuko tora but even then you'd just announce tora if it was her i think that uh i've read somewhere on twitter or, or in one of the discords i uh i mean uh that uh, she's going to come back later so she's going to miss the five star yeah, I suppose also, you also don't want to like put her right back into the ring to yeah, do a, a tournament. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be like, okay, so you are back. You are supposed to be leader of Aerotai. Now go perform on your slightly lame leg, uh, and try to be as good as as possible in five star in our most important tournament of the year. So that would be really not great. Yeah, no, that um. I don't know, that, that, that wouldn't make much sense. Although Takumi did it last year, so you never know. I don't know. Yeah, um, but, but that was probably like, she still... And it felt like that. Let's be honest. It felt like she was not ready to come back. Yeah, she. I mean, she did admit to kind of rushing back to uh, yeah. to do Kaoru's retirement, which didn't end up happening, so it's... Um, I suppose it makes sense. Um that is the five star though. Uh, obviously, Dylan and I and another guest will will preview it in depth when it's time to do it. Um, but for now, cool that we have a uh, a field already, and uh, just hoping that they let some cool people through that play in tournament and uh, that X is somebody that we enjoy. Um, but with that, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, yes, Sasha Banks would be pretty cool. Uh, but you know, yeah, we but, need her in but she's coming back. She's coming back to the farm. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the pictures? They are in the middle of the planting season or whatever that season is, whatever they are doing. So she, they need more, they need uh, two more pairs of hands. You know what? I mean, there's definitely money there. Miko can funnel some of that NXT UK pay right into to Sasha. I think it would be fine. Um, 
But we do have to get on to the review section. Uh, the first show to review uh, was on May 13th. Uh, this was New Blood 2. It's said 338 fans at New Pier Hall, which is a pretty solid number. Uh, I, I kind of expected more. But, um, you know, for a rookie showcase, 338 isn't, isn't the, the worst thing ever. I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, Stardom is doing uh, the thing of going outside of usual wrestling venues. Mm. And someone who lives in uh, Tokyo uh, said to me that uh, they do not like that because the usual pro wrestling venues are, do you, are the usual pro wrestling venues for reasons, because you can see stuff there. Uh, the first show, they, uh, the the person who said that actually went to and said it sucked, because unless you are in the front row or maybe at maximum the third row, you see almost nothing because it's the flood space. This venue, this venue looked better. But wasn't there uh, like the raised seating? Wasn't it like some kind of theater or movie theater? Like yeah, it's, it's an interesting venue. It's um, I thought it was like a presentation space, but obviously you could get a ring in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the pictures as well. Uh, that looked like the uh, presentation space. It had an advertisement about the largest blood, largest blood space venue in Tokyo or something like that. And this was not that venue. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's um. I feel like though for for uh, a a show filled with tag matches, uh, you yeah. can't really complain about three hundred and fifty ish fans. Given that, I mean, there are some Joji promotions who would like bite your hand off to do that. Yes, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've got four hundred and seven in Korakuen Hall on the Golden Weeks show. So yeah, for the first day of the Catch the Wave. So there's that. Yeah, no, it's uh, a start when you compare stardom to some of the other Joshi promotions, yes. it's, it's very sad. <laughs> um, yes, or male promotions, some of the male promotions. Yeah, dude, Puro is, is pretty dead. It's uh, it's wild. Uh, I've read something like uh, that it's not as bad outside of Tokyo, but Tokyo is, is burned up. Yeah, that would make sense, I suppose. Um, but anyway, we should get on to this. Uh, the opener of the show was Yuna Mizumori beating Lady C in seven and a half minutes with uh, what they're calling the Supergirl. Um, if anybody's ever watched Colt Cabana, it's like his uh, Superman dive roll-up. Um, I I thought this was going to be a good match because I've seen Yuna Mizumori be a really good hoss in Gato Move. Um, but she was just doing the shtick here. And Lady C was going into the shtick, and I was just kind of like, "All right, this is this is the match we're getting." Um, and I don't hate shtick. Uh, I thought the song was funny, but I I don't know. I just I thought this could have been a really good hoss fight, and then we just kind of got Lady Gaga versus Lady C. Yeah, it was a nothing match. Um, ah, <sighs> uh, the scene at the start killed me. It killed my interest in the match. Basically, it was like. The second-hand embarrassment thing going mm-hmm. on. I, if I was there live in the venue, I probably hide my face in my hands and try to pretend I'm not there. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, that, that that's how bad it was. And I like shtick. I'm all for shtick. Not this one. Not this one. 
yeah, it uh, yeah, the less said about that one, the better. Hopefully, Unimon yes. comes back as uh, the proper Unimon soon. Um, the match after that then was uh, Hina and Hanan wrestling to a 15 minute time limit draw with uh, Aoi and Tomoka Inaba of Just Tap Out. Uh, so this continues the little kind of feud between Hanan and Inaba, who you know can't get a win over the other, um, probably because of a lot of politics. Um, and there was, you know, there was a lot of good work in this. Uh, Hina again, impressive. Aoi, very good. Uh, Aoi continues to astound me. Just, you know, they've only celebrated their one year anniversary as a wrestler, but the all around game is already incredible. Um, and the new mask, I love the new mask. Really completes the look. Um, and Inaba had a mask too, which is very good. So the JTO crew really showed up here. Uh, made themselves feel like massive deals, very important future stars. And uh, the match then delivered pretty entertaining. Continued to tease us with Hanan versus Inaba, which is weird because after the match, they set up Aoi versus Hanan, which is going to be a great match. Uh, but that is not the match that we want. Let us have Inaba versus Hanan, please. I think it's because uh, how close is Hanan? Uh breaking the future's uh, future title record. Uh that is a good question. <laughs> I think because the record I is think six, that's, right? I think that's important. I think that's important. I think that's one of the reasons why we are getting Ruaka versus Hanan. Mm. And as as uh, while we are looking for that, uh I really liked the match. I really liked it. It was so simple. Uh Aoi attacked the arm. Inaba attacked the leg. And that's all. That's everything they did throughout the whole match. Uh, just about played the heels because they were ganging up on uh, Hanan or Hina. They were more often than not, they were. Oh, often they were two of them in the ring and uh, they were doing the limb work. While the uh, the stardom uh, stardom wrestlers were trying to do bombs and their judoka uh, judo judo moves uh, to get the hope spots and to tag out or to uh, fight out uh, fight off the heels heels and the air quotes again, uh, I like to do air quotes a lot. <laughs> and by the way, yes, I think that Aoi will be someone special. I think they need uh, improvement to their gear because I do not like the t-shirt look. I do not like it. I'd love for them to get a uh, uh, custom-made uh, camo shirt, uh, camo pants. Not the usual camo, but something special. Like I don't know, one of the colors is uh, some kind of symbol or something like that. Some something special for them to stand out more. Uh, they stand out already but i don't know i the gear leaves me leaves me wanting and i'm i'm baking to the gear i'm really baking yes yeah gear, follow, gear is your uh, thing uh, yeah i follow gear makers other gear makers who just make masks for bushy or something like that i like <laughs> that i really like that yeah i i can kind of see where you're coming from uh i think that the always gear fits the vibe of the character given that the the base of the gimmick is that like Aoi is a street dancer so like all of the look kind of fits into that um but definitely it's it's not like 
world championship level gear but i suppose that you know Aoi does have years to kind of develop as a as a persona and as a wrestler um definitely one to watch and somebody who's going to be very special um for hanan uh this future of stardom thing i believe she's tied the record already so i think utami she ordered title record yeah oh. so utami only made five even though she had it forever and i think kid only made five um and hanan has already made five so so the next time the next uh, the next match yeah the one against raka is the sixth yes Unless there's somebody that I'm completely forgetting, but I know like Unagi only made two or three defenses. Um, Ida yeah. only got to make one or two before getting hurt. So it's it's really only Utami or Starlight, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. I do not like that. I do not want uh, Hanan to lose the title to Uraka. Even though I like Uraka a lot, but it does not does not feel right. It... Oh, Hanan will beat Raka, definitely. Will she? Yeah, oh yeah. They they love doing this record stuff now, so uh, I could see it. I I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> because uh because uh if Hanan beats Raka, then she will need to beat Aoi. Right, and lose to Inaba. Yeah. Right? So she'll be at seventh, seven defenses. Mm -hmm. So they'll move the record up two. Yeah. Which is not a thing that normally is done because you usually move the record only by one step, not two steps at a time, if you get what I mean. I do. If you are, break if you are breaking the record, you break it only by one because you are mm -hmm. saving that next breaking of the record is so it's not as hard yeah see i i think the main thing though is that the the future belt really just changed yeah, it's, it's so it's belt. it's you know utami obviously held it for like 400 days but barely defended it whereas you know hanan is in this era now where it's you know the, the belt is an important part of the pay-per-views so i think you can get away with changing it and um in future you can probably match seven pretty easily given how they have generally like one defense a month so I, I feel like they'd be okay yeah and you are right you can stick one defense in the main event of Korokan all which is insane to say out loud but it's where we are and Rossi would do it because he's insane um, yeah because he put two high speed wrestles in the one draw 30 minute time limit draw in main event with Korokan Hall yes yeah we don't we don't speak about that one um on the topic of people who are insane, though, uh, the next match was Amisore and Marai versus Hanazono, or no, not Momoka Hanazono and Waka Tsukiyama. Yes. So um, yes. Mirai beat Waka with the Miramare. They're really putting over that Miramare, which I would pay attention to. Um, this was a great match. I don't know about you. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Hanazono... Hanazono is up there with Mace Ruga for me as one of those pro wrestlers who's just incredibly interesting. They get this on a level that nobody else ever will, and they're able to just do whatever they want in the ring. Like, I feel like if Hanazono wanted to, she could out-wrestle anybody, but she's just happy to do her thing, which is being an absolute, far-too-happy, insane weirdo who blows bubbles at people, and it's it's fantastic. Um and her and Waka here were fantastic underdogs against uh, Sarei and, Ma and Mirai, 
who were pretty good at just kind of being the serious wrestlers who would, you know, beat up the the two fan favorites and gave Mirai, my goodness, <laughs> uh, they gave uh, Hanazono and Waka a lot of room to fight back. Like there was a lot of really good forearms throughout the match, a lot of really good parts where the the two baby faces would kind of fire back. Um, but they did that with without Mirai and Sora ever feeling like they're on the verge of losing, which I think is is a really tough ask. But um, just yeah, great match. Uh, Mirai and Sore had a very good, very good performance. If it was up to me, they'd be like a bruiser tag team for for the longest time. Um, and yeah, Hanazono was very impressive here as as kind of a just ridiculously entertaining babyface who will get beat up but will kind of keep coming back. Yeah, uh, I've actually written some notes about this match because I wanted to go back to this match when we talked about uh, that I'll be subbing for Dylan. So, my notes, verbatim. Godzai do not want to shake hands. Momoka loses. Rock, paper, scissors. Pub goes in, even though she lost. Mirai does not want to enter the Hana zone. So, and then there's Waka. Waka! Waka! Uh, with more and more exclamation points. Uh, because this match was... Uh, Hanazono played the role of the goblin. So, so, so well. She was incredible in everything she did. It, she was better here than she was with May uh, on the Academy shows as Momoringo. I think this match was better. Have you seen the Momoringo matches? I have seen some of Momoringo, yeah. They're uh, they're I... definitely an interesting pair. Do you think this was better than, or worse than the Momoringo tech, tech matches? Uh, oh, I'd say this is better because uh, just I think Mirai and Sore played the role a lot better than uh, the usual people in Oz. Yeah, because in Oz, the veterans will get tired of the of the young youngsters quicker and put them down faster and not sell as much as Mirai and <clears throat> as Mirai and Ami did. Because I think that's one of the issues I have with Mirai, it's like the Raju issue. Have you noticed that she oversells? Kind of. It's it's weird because she's probably so used to being the a lovable baby face from TJPW where she was working from underneath a lot and that doesn't really fit her current uh, kind of character. No, do you remember how she oversold the Saki's uppercut? Yes. She did the rock Stanosel. Yeah. Yeah, and she sold the flower hits here in this match like a death. So, it's one of the things that she is so good and at everything else, but she oversells a lot in matches. But in this match, it worked because Waka was serious most of the time. Uh, the The moment she had both of them in the in the camel, it's it's the call. It's is it called camel clutch? I'm not Dylan. I do not know. I think so. Time. Yeah. Yeah, she had both of them in the camouflage, and Hanazono uh, was doing the flower thing and the bubbles thing there, and Waka was so so serious about that. She wanted them to give up, even it like it's 
it's one of the opening spots in the match nobody will ever give up especially when you are waka and you're holding two of the biggest wrestlers in the in the promotion in a submission they are like that's insane to think that they will give up but she was so serious about that she was the spot where she was sitting on the mirai's back uh put her hands uh, her arm mirai's arms back to the, you know what the spot of yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. She 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 does it all the time. Mirai had to do the bite of the rope thing to get out of the submission. The crowd, drew, they were on fire. That, that that's the that's the second vaca. The explanation points I've written. Uh, they were so on board of vaca train. They wanted her to win. They wanted Mirai to give up there so so much. It's incredible. This match ruled. Everyone, everyone should go and see it because this is incredible. Even if you do not watch anything from this show, this one match is better than most of the matches you'll see whole month or something like that. It's, it's really great. So I really like Shtick. If it's good. Yeah, no, there's definitely a clear line there. Um... I, I'm glad I wasn't alone in thinking this was a great match because, um, like, I just really, really enjoyed it. I remember thinking, like, I didn't see a whole lot about this because I didn't get to watch New Blood um, kind of with everyone. So I was kind of working off of, you know, what I could remember. But um, yep. glad that I'm not on an island there because I really did think it was an exceptional performance from, from pretty much everyone. Yeah, every, everyone was great in it. Uh, the mirror from the opening, from even before the bell rang, Mirai just turning on a spot and exiting the ring when Hanazono decided that she will face her after losing rock, paper, scissors. At that moment, the, even before the uh, bell rang, you knew you were watching something special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, I, I do remember, that's the most personality Mariah has shown in this entire promotion. Wow, Midnight Slender, <laughs> even Barbie are Oh my god! <laughs> I had to do it, I had to get it in. <laughs> um, do you have any anything else to say about that match, or can we jump on? No. no, no, no. Okay, no. Uh, so the next match was uh, Rina Amikura and Yuko Sakurai of Colors, uh, defeating Momokogo and Saeeda of Stars. Uh, Rina Amikura actually pinned Momokogo, which is a pretty uh, good sign. Uh, Rina is somebody who a lot of people in the Joshi fandom have earmarked as a potential star. Um, and I thought her limited exchanges here with Saeeda were very good. Uh, definitely the highlight of the match. Um, but, you know, overall, it was a pretty solid tag. Uh, the colors, too, were very good whenever they were on offense. Um, and obviously, Saeeda was in there doing hot shit, which she has been doing since she came back. Yeah. This was... Uh... Most was uh, most interesting parts of the match were the bar, uh, off parts where Momokogo was there with Yuko and Saya was there with uh, Rina and Rina versus Saya shoulders shoulder blocks that were that was really good. But I was coming down from the high of the previous match, so I, like this was my calm down match or something mm-hmm. like that. I should call it. It was it was good, really good uh, rookies match. Nothing special, but it was good, uh, worth worth anyone's time. Definitely, uh, the key stuff then came after the match. Uh, obviously, colors are currently feuding with the Cosmic Angels, so Tam Nakano was out to talk shit, 
and they all set up a match for uh, the June 5th Cork and Hall show. So that match is Tam, Mina, and Unagi versus Saki, Hikari Shimizu, and Yuko Sakurai. Uh, I believe Rina, Rina Amakura isn't able to be on that show, uh, which is why it's a three-on-three. So the, the, the stipulation for that match is that the losing unit has to become trainees of the winning team, uh, which doesn't fully compute to me, but um, I, I guess that's just kind of uh, going to be a way of maybe giving Cosmic Angels some more depth is, you know, having Yuko Sakurai or Rina Amakura around every now and then to, to take pins. Or it will be a time limit draw. Possibly. You never know. Uh, yeah. Uh, stardom is weird like that sometimes, but uh, that was that was yeah. kind of the main bit from that that post match was they they set up it's, the Corkin. It's interesting because that is a way how to get Saki uh, all caps Saki into the five star possibly uh, if they want to. Uh, she has been not pushed is not the correct way to describe it. She is. A mainstay on the uh, Jesse circuit right now. She is put into the main events or semi-main events. She's put into prominent roles, but she always loses in them because she still does not have big enough backing. She's not as powerful as people she is in the ring with, and she loses those matches. So I also expect them, also expect Carlos to lose, but. That will uh, allow Stardom in 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 storyline to book them going forward and give Cosmic Angels the depth they so desperately need. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's become a running bit uh, where I, I'm demanding compensation for watching these uh, codes and yeah, eight man tags. Yeah. It's just not fun. Um, but hopefully that feud have... will will kind of kickstart things. And obviously, um... we, have, we have seen everything from them. We can uh, yeah. Mina. Uh, Mina is now slotted exactly where she, where I thought she'd be slotted, mm-hmm. uh, which is like one of the lower rank people who is really good at stuff she does, but she will never over uh, overstep the spot she's right now in. Uh, Unagi is sl- slid down as well because her story of assessing people or challenging every second show. Uh, is also overdone. So Cosmic Angels right now do not have anything else. So they do not have anything going on for them. So they need something. Yeah, and it'll be a good way to occupy them. And obviously, uh, colors are kind of a good fit for for the Cosmic Angels, given yeah, that yeah. you know colors was very much an idol thing, and obviously, kind of Cosmic Angels are idols. Um, but from one idol to another, uh, the next match was Suzu Suzuki beating my Sakurai in uh, just under 13 minutes with a German suplex. Um, I, I enjoyed this. It was a good match. Very good performance from Mai. Uh, Suzu obviously was fantastic. I mean, Suzu is Suzu. Uh, I think she could sleepwalk to a good match at this stage. Um, I did think... Uh, there, I did have some issues with it. it. It didn't need to go 13 minutes. I didn't need that much of Mai getting her her kind of offense back. I could have easily had Suzu just wreck shop, you know, uh, especially with the story they were telling and how they're presenting Suzu. It would have made a lot more sense for her to to beat Mai a lot easier. Um, Mai didn't need so many comebacks, and some of them weren't amazing. 
uh, like the slaps on the ground weren't really yeah. connecting. Um, but you know, for the most part, everything was well done. It just, I never believed Mai was going to beat Suzu. So her going 13 minutes was kind of just, uh, okay, I'm waiting for the finish. I'm waiting for her to get put down. When's it going to happen? So. Yeah, uh, you hit, you know, you're basically there with me because everything you said is exactly what I thought about the match. The slaps, they were so bad, close, uh, looking at them closely. Maybe for the people in the back rows, uh, they, lo- they looked fine, but they did not look good close up. The last one with the, where she pulled up to Suzu and slapped her, really hard that looked good because it was a real slap not the play slap uh she improved her elbow drop her drop kicks look nice uh the starting ones uh, the the later down she goes uh for the match she is still gassing out she's still tiring and losing uh losing her stamina i think that cardio is one of her biggest issues right now because she is technically sound in matches under 10 minutes, but when the match goes longer, she loses me. She is still, she is no longer the worst member of the roster, but she is, I don't want to say overpushed because I do not believe in that. I think she's, she's still not as good as she should be. If you get what I mean, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's getting a tag title match, which yeah, generally would would give you some kind of level of quality. But for her, it seems like a bit too much too soon. Um, Stardom aren't afraid of doing. You know, Rossi is not afraid to throw somebody in the deep end and uh, let them sink or swim. Um, but definitely, there are sometimes where you're just kind of like, you could have just like beat her, like she's a low card person because yeah. she is still relatively low card. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of this match. I think if the match was... I think if they removed the slaps, the match would be much, much better because it would have ended sooner. And the slaps was the thing that took me out of the match because I'm I'm really I'm really easy to please. Uh, because I'm bored. I have huge buy-in into the characters of all involved. I really like my story. I like to pull her. I enjoy Suzu being absolute killer and murderer as she's portrayed in Stardom. She is portrayed as the insane psychotic killer as she should be. At least that's how I feel about her. Do you feel the same or, or am I projecting too much into her? Um, I kind of feel like she's she's violent in the way that Julia is violent. Um. I, and I don't see her as like some kind of hardcore icon, but more, more so just somebody who will commit crimes on somebody yeah. if they if yeah. they need to. The the pulling of the knife and the and the stuff. I, I'm I I see her like the violent person who will pull uh, pull out a weapon to hurt someone, which is something that's not done in Stardom, so it it uh, differentiates her from the others, uh, and we should probably get to the post-match. 
Yeah, so there was a lot going on here. Uh, firstly, uh, Julia and Suzu were immediately were staring each other down. Uh, then the rest of Prominence came out, and Julia was quickly shoved to the side because Risa Sarah was like, "Hey, where's Suri? Uh, I want Suri." Um, Julia tried to get uh, involved because, of course, she did. That's Julia. We love her for it. Um, if, if I can, sorry, uh, sorry about it. Uh... Uh, Sarah does not know that uh, uh, Shuri left DDM. Oh my god! <laughs> That's that, she was asking Julia, "Where's Shuri? Where's Shuri? She's a member of the DDM. You should know, no? right? Where's Where's Shuri?" And Julia was, of course, pissed because like the the split has not been addressed really. Uh, it's the simmering thing that's in the background and in backs of everyone's mind. Uh, probably waiting for the final sort of opening nights, uh, night of the five star because I think we have to wait for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like she was, Julia was pissed and telling her to shut up, but you can continue. Sorry, sorry about that. It's all right, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, basically, Siri came out and uh, prominence just jumped her, they they beat her up, uh, they got a cane and were whacking her with it. Um, Sarah did a um. I always call it the Celtic cross because of Seamus, but she gave her the, the Celtic cross off the apron onto the floor um, and was then hitting her with a cane. So Dominance just put the beat down on uh, Siri. Uh, Julia kind of watched it happen because she was too busy squabbling with, with Suzu, um, but she, she wasn't uh, quick to help either, which is, is quite uh, interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, Siri walked in there and thought she'd escape okay but but sarah was like no you were getting beat today um so that kind of ramps up the uh sarah and siri thing it didn't really need to be ramped up at all um but i appreciate them putting this bit of effort into it with prominence being like well we we didn't say we'd like we said we wouldn't have hardcore matches but we are going to beat the shit out of you with weapons as we please so um that was good and then uh, Suzu and Julia ended with a promo because, of course, they did. Uh, Suzu was like, "Hey, I want to wrestle you at Oda Ward," and Julia was like, "I, I, I can't. I, I have a title match. Like, I, I have a tag match." And uh, Suzu said, "Right, fine then. I want a match. I will wrestle anybody at Oda Ward." And out comes the queen of the roster, the the protector of stardom, Waka Skiyama. Waka. <laughs> of course, again in my notes is Waka. Uh, over two row, uh, two two lines because I needed bigger letters for that. <laughs> she she was stealing the show, uh, so she comes yes. out and is like, right, well, I'll I'll fight you. Because <laughs> at one point, Julia was like, you all right? Like, did you get lost? Um, Waka was the, like, the one the one special thing was that the crowd laughed out loud <laughs> when Waka came out because they've just seen Suzu destroy, kill. My Sakurai, and there goes Waka, who never wins. Yeah, I mean, bless her, she tries. Um, and basically, she she challenged prominence to a to a match, and um, that's that's going to be on the undercard of Oto Ward. It's uh, Suzu uh, Mochi. She changed her name. I think it's Mochi Natsumi now, and uh, Akane Fujita against Waka Unagi and Mina. So. Uh, poor Waka is leaving them to slaughter, but uh, Suzu beating up Unagi is going to be the best thing ever. So, uh, especially Akana beating up Unagi because uh, 
they exchanged words at the presser. They did. They did. Uh, I do want to talk about the presser later, uh, by the way. It was, there yeah. were so many matches set up on these two shows that I feel like we'd be kind of jumping back and forth. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, one more note. The the Celtic Cross alright crash of the apron down to the floor. That was done in such a cold blood. Mm-hmm. Sarah was like, okay, all right, here we go. Bam. Let's go. Just killing move to your back. So you are the champion. I just killed you. It was... It was... I think the match needed it because I thought, even though I... I I was live at the uh, Ribbon Mania match, uh, which uh, Shuri... Suri versus Risa. I was there live. It was basically a a longer squash. Then they had the Lumberjack match. I think they needed this angle to add fuel to the fire. Because I do not think that most of the people watching Stardom have have seen those matches. Mm -hmm. And they needed something more. That's fair, yeah. No, because definitely there's a few people who probably don't even know that they wrestled before few. i few i think it's the most people yeah probably um yeah. and uh after that then uh miyu amasaki popped up on the video screen uh she was with rossi ogawa and rossi said that he had a big test waiting for amasaki and that big test is Kyrie. so uh Kyrie and tam nakano versus utami hashishta and miyu amasaki was announced for the out award show um Kevin, it was nice knowing you, Kevin. Uh, you are done. <laughs> I also think it was funny. Uh, last week, Dylan was like, it's kind of weird, you know, like, Utami isn't on this this out award card. Like, she's just doing nothing. And then Rossi was like, well, she's getting a Kyrie match. So, yeah. sucks to suck, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the thumbnail uh, for the uh, for the short video they did uh, is Miwa Masaki looking like, oh my god, what I have gotten myself into. <laughs> Her face is, is uh, of someone who does not want to have that much. Really does not. Especially, once again, which you will come uh, cover next week, uh, the presser. Yes. Because Kyrie had something special. Kyrie has something special prepared for me, Wamasaki. <laughs> Nana is in rights again. <laughs> yeah, dude, poor Kevin. Poor Kevin's gone. <laughs> uh, and uh, after that was the, the main event, uh, we had uh, Haruka Umisaki, Unagi Sayaka, and Mina Shirakawa beating uh, the young OED team of Starlight Kid, Raka, and Rina. Uh, Mina pin Rina with the uh, glamorous driver Mina, which uh, Dylan always hates that name, but uh, that is the name. Uh, again, as you'd probably expect, uh, Umasaki and Kid was the the best thing of this match. They were they were doing some great shit. Um, Mina was probably better than I've seen her in a while. I think she's improved yeah, lately because she, um, she was pretty bad for a while there, but she's kind of got it back in the past few matches. Um, yeah, overall, uh, a good main event. Um, nothing excellent, but you know there was a lot of good stuff there, and uh, the main thing was that Umasaki really showed out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there was something, some, some funnies at the start of the match with, uh, of course, the new blood and the kids 
calling out the, the Xopa Bass, uh, which by the way is fucking grannies uh, <laughs> of the Cosmic Angels. And uh, the thing uh, for Umesak, Mina plays, su- she has such good comedy timing. She is so good at stuff like this. I I wish she'd never come back as a broken Mina or Joker Mina or Bloody Angel or whatever you call it. I want her to be this and maybe, maybe find other members of the roster to do the match wrestling that I know she can do really, really well. So let's hope so. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, uh, we had, uh, there was kind of a, there was a bit of a promo there. Shirakawa said that she wants to fight Umisaki. She doesn't want to team with her anymore. Uh, Unagi put it out there. She was like, hey, you could, you could like join Cosmic Angels if you want, or you could team with Kid. We, we don't mind. Um, and I, I don't think anything was set up officially. They, they yeah, are kind of it's... teasing a Kid and Umisaki team. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I don't know if it was said before the first first new blood or after the first new blood. Kid invited Umesaki into at a time, mm. so it's like two factions are trying to get her inside their uh, inside. So Unagi, or rather, Unagi is trying to get her uh, in Cosmic Angels, and Kid is trying to get her into at a time. But both are playing hard to get, so it's. Yeah, song and dance about joining the factions uh, of the company she's not even in. So there's that. Yeah, um, in the backstage comments. Uh, so this wouldn't have aired on on screen. Uh, Umasaki was talking with uh, Shirakawa and Mina and was like, "Hey, do you know I'd like bring down the average age of this group?" Um, which is amazing. That is that is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Of course. Um, and uh, Unagi was like, "I can't hear you. I don't. I don't know what you're saying. I can't hear you." So um, I, I feel like the people deserve to know that. That was in the uh, backstage comments. So you'd only get that if you read through all the reports like like me. Hello? Sorry. Uh, I was trying to load up. Okay. Tried to, it's just, I was just trying to load up yeah. the show. Cause... I, I thought I'd lost you. <laughs> no, I was... Uh, the sun, it's, it's sunny here for once. So the sun is like shining on my screen and I have to pay very much attention when I click things. Um oh. There's sun in Britain. Okay. Britain? Excuse me. Britain. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so the next show to review uh, was on May 15th. Uh, this is in Cork and Hall. Uh, Stardom did 913 fans for this one, which on the surface feels like a disappointing number. And then you realize that 900 once upon a time at Cork and would have been an incredible number for, for Stardom. So very strong stuff. Yeah. Uh... Uh, 900 is the peak EO era, so they were getting like 12, 1100 with the biggest matches possible. 900 was really good, uh, really good attendance, and it's much better than any other company that is not called Dragon Gate or New Japan is getting in Korken Hall. Definitely, especially not for like one match cards, because this was very much a one match card. Yes. Um... We'll kind of talk about the rest of the show, though, but a lot of it was very inconsequential. Uh, the opener was Raka beating Rina and Hanan in a three-way match. Uh, Raka pinned Hanan with a freezer bomb after uh, Rina kind of set it up for her to win. Uh, pretty pretty standard, like, 
he two heels, one babyface trio, uh, three way match with kind of Hanan fighting back eventually, and some of the heel shenanigans backfiring, and then went into the finish. Uh, there was a good forearm exchange between Hanan and Rocca, so good match. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with the listeners, I not managed to watch the whole show. I managed to watch only this one, this match and does uh, the match after this so my only note about this match is freeway existed yes pretty much yeah um the match after that then was amisore beating saeida in just under eight minutes with a brain buster uh, this was as you'd expect uh hoss stuff and um if you're into that then this was good this wasn't like exceptional hoss stuff it was very much just kind of basic hey we're strong kind of things you know a lot of chops yeah. a lot of shoulder blocks a lot of big moves um misori is doing good work though you know she's doing uh she's having good matches uh ida almost felt like she was just fucking around in this one she was like overselling a bit and kind of doing a, a little bit too much and i was kind of like all right i, I mean i get it um but you could definitely yeah. be a bit more serious if you wanted to yeah, it it felt like, uh, besides the one spot where she picks picks Ami up, turns around because she was not standing, uh, she was not facing the hard cam, or rather the orange seats, where most of the audience is sitting, uh, and turn and then slamming Ami down. That was like the most important spot of the match. Besides that, the rest of the match is like just there and is more about testing Ami than about Ida. So I get why Ida was not too much into the match. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can kind of get why she was uh, laying off in the second match of the show. Yeah. Um, finish was funny though. Saida took a brain buster and like kicked her legs into the air and then became a doll. Um, so that was that was scary. Um, but Ami Sorai won. Uh, the next match then was Mirai and Siri of God's Eye wrestling to a 15-minute draw with Himeka and Micah of Donna Del Mondo. Uh, this is a very good match. Go out of your way to see it if you haven't. Um, Siri at one point did a, a sick German suplex on Himeka, and that's all you really need to know about how good this match was to me. Oh, I really need to go, uh, to, go to watch that as soon as possible. Okay. See, I told because you, German suplex I... works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, how was Mirai versus Micah part of the match? Because I'm interested in that. Um, they were okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Siri, Siri and Himeka just kind of really outdid them. So. Oh, okay. So they were like coming down from their previous title match. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Um, the match after that then was Fukigen Death, Momonabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima of Oedo Tai. Ting, Momokogo, Hazuki, Koguma, and Mayu Tani of Stars in an elimination tag match. Uh, Saki last eliminated Momokogo with the revival. Uh, I feel like I say this every week on the show. Uh, they're putting the revival over strong. Saki is definitely hitting that thing at Oda Ward to, to win the belts. Um, did some? There was some funny bits here. Uh, Fukigen and Mayu were the first two eliminated because they were on the apron, and Fukigen just grabbed Mayu and like leaped off the the ring. She was like, "We're both going down. Like we're both yeah. losing," <laughs> which was very fun. Um, they also got Fukigen Death to talk at one point to to prove that she was an alien. So she just started hitting her throat and talking, 
And it, it just was such a funny, like, who comes up with this? Um, and yeah, the, the match was pretty fun. I, I can't lie to you. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the elimination stuff because obviously we went right from Cinderella into like a couple of elimination tags. So I'm sick of seeing people do the, the skin the cat or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from that, like this is a pretty strong match. Um, and these two groups yeah, because... always work. Yeah, because this show had three elimination tag matches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh... That makes sense, and yeah. it's uh, just after Cinderella, and uh, wasn't there elimination? Yeah, the GDM versus Girls Eye yeah. was also elimination match. Yes. Yeah. So there were so many of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty painful. <laughs> um, the match after that then was uh, Mai Sakurai, Tekla, Natsupoi, and Julia of Don and Del Mondo. Beating the Cosmic Angels team of Waka Skiyama, Unagi Sayaka, Mina Shirakawa, and Tam Nakano. Uh, my last pin, Waka, to, to win the match for her team. Um, the, the main six kind of quickly kind of got out of the way and let Mai and Waka take center stage. Uh, the crowd was, was very into the Mai and Waka finishing stretch, uh, especially some of yeah. Waka's near falls. And uh, you could tell people were like desperate for Waka to kick out of that last yeah. uh, flash pin. Like they're they are very into it. I think a big part of the of the why you buy tickets to Stardom show is there is a chance that Waka will, Waka will win a match. I think it's uh, as I said, the people in the venues are so bought into Waka, it's incredible because. She is getting the loudest reactions of all people. It's it's something special. Yeah, the, the like the the Waka thing is working. You know, like for yeah, for yeah, as much as every bag is somewhat predictable when she's in it, the, there's always that little chance that she's gonna do it, and um, the crowd is biting on it very hard. I think I think it's working with her more than it worked with Lady C. Yeah. ADC just because felt depressing because it was like, okay, when are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, come on. Yes. Yes. That felt. And uh, what was the first match she won? Um, it was like some random Korokan Hall show match? Generally, I don't know. It might have been a tag or something. No, she she defeated Wakatsuki. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Yes. That was her first victory. She beat Waka in. Was. I'm not even sure it was a singles match. I think, um, yeah, it was a singles match. I think it was a singles match. Then she, then she didn't win another match for some time. Anyway, so because like, why would she? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the poor treatment of Lady C. You know, we try not to think about it too much because it's it's very upsetting. Yeah, but 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 honestly. Let's be honest. I like Lady C a lot. I I'm, I'm, I want to be a stan of Lady C, but I'm, I'm too old to, to be a stan. So uh, if I was seventeen or something like that, oh, the good old days when I was young, uh, I would be a stan of Lady C. But let's be honest here. She is not someone who should be winning matches in Stardom. Well, I would disagree, but I, it's okay. I will I will let that one slide. Oh, okay. Okay, tell me who. Where would you slot her? Um, oh, I don't know. She would be in the my push if I was running anything. She'd be in my, my spot. Okay. Yeah. 
think that okay funny. that makes sense okay all right all right i can i can deal with that yeah. i can I'd, I'd really like to see that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> why would you put that in my head now no. uh, um so after this match uh this didn't really get much talked about a lot i don't even know if the uh the stardom english account tweeted out but uh poi and then tam got on the microphone to each other and uh that's was like hey you know tam you haven't really seemed into it since you lost that belt are you gearing up to retire or something and uh yeah she straight up was like you're gonna retire dude um and tam was like are you old are you old <laughs> yeah and, and tam was like no i'm not gonna retire you're gonna retire which is uh definitely uh, a great response there tam um, but they both were kind of basically just like you, you're, you've kind of been shit lately. Um, and they agreed mm-hmm. to have a singles match. So no date set for that, um, but there will be a Tam versus Natsupoi singles match, um, which makes me more confident than ever that Tam is actually winding down because you wouldn't just do that yes. random singles match for no reason. Um, so yeah, that's because that's what's what's the point of that match to make Tam be a number one contender for a white belt what to make them into one number one contender for a red belt what why to make natsupai into number one contender of one of the belts wasn't she fighting for a white belt in february yeah what's going on so yes i agree i agree that she's winding it down and i think she is we are getting very very close to Tam's retirement. Uh, she is the face of a PR campaign for a newly rebranded Bushiroad Wellbeing Center alongside with Hiroshi Tanashi, which is a great gig if you can have it. Yeah, no, she, she'll be set after the ring anyway. She's a very smart yes. woman. Um, I just thought it was interesting that that Poi was just straight up like, so you're, you know, are you going to retire? So that, that was very interesting. Um, and the fact that they're having singles matches definitely uh, very cool, actually, because I liked their singles matches last year. So hopefully this one lives up to the expectations without, you know, the Tam Nakano white belt temptation of going like 25 minutes for no reason. Uh, no, I do not want to hold the Tam road, please. No. <laughs> um, I'm one of the permanent Tam haters. On uh, the internet, no, so. you, Tam is great. I don't know. It's... No, I hate her. Oh, man. She's awful. Very, very upsetting here. Um, main event of the show then was uh, the Queen's Quest General Election five-way elimination match. Uh, Utami Hayashishta beat Azami last to uh, win the leadership of Queen's Quest. Um, match was was pretty good um, because there's like five people in it. There was of course a lot of you know the typical like multi-people bots from from these matches um but there were some cool bits uh hina eliminating uta or saya was was a pretty big deal Whoa. um utami won the match by just power bombing azami over the top ropes she just like threw her which yeah, is very cool I, i've i've seen the clip i've seen that i i've seen that clip that yeah. that rules that rules so much yeah, so there, there was some good stuff there but uh the match was mostly just kind of some basic spots up until we got to the nitty-gritty so Good match, uh, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't call it great or anything. Uh, and you haven't seen it, so, so you can't really tell. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 I have not seen it. So basically, this show was had like one match that's worth going out of my way to watch. 
the tag match, the draw between Godsand and Romo, Himeka and Maika. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, like, if, okay. if, like, if you're somebody who watches the shows anyway, it's a good show. It's just not, like, exceptional in any way. So that's kind of how I would put it. Yeah, the 900 people for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so before the preview, uh, earlier today, there was a press conference uh, for Flashing Champion, uh, which is the pay-per-view at Out Award later this month. Um, so we got the full card and we got some some fun little bits. So um, opening match here from Out Award uh, will be a six-woman tag match. Uh, the six wrestlers are Lady C, Hina, Amisore, Saeeda, Momokogo, and Rina. Uh, the teams will be chosen by a lottery on the day, so they are going to mix it up, and uh, things will kind of just mess about there. Um, the match after that is a Future of Stardom Championship match. It is Hanan defending against Rocka. Um, the match after that is the one we mentioned earlier, which was Unagi, Mina, and Waka of Kozen versus Suzu, uh, Akane and Mochi from Prominence. Uh, there was a lot of shit talk here. Uh, Mochi said to Unagi, uh, th- this translation is courtesy of uh, Golden Kuma, by the way. Uh, he does great work, so follow him. Um, so Mochi said, long time no see, Unagi. You talk about assessments a lot, but all you do is shake your tits and use rubber bands in the ring. That doesn't make sense. Your assessments are totally useless. And then uh, Suzu was like, Waka, like, you're not going to win. You're just stupid. Um Mina talked shit. Mina said, Prominence, you peaked when you showed up here for the first time. I don't remember anything you do. And uh, Unagi kind of built on that by saying, oh, are you the leftovers? You know, like Risa is the only important yeah. one. And the other ones aren't. Yeah, that that was that was great because she she did not target uh, Suzu. She targeted the other two <laughs> and as the lesser ones, as the leftovers. That's great. Uh, because she, she cited that uh, Sarah and Suzu are in the in the five star, and what about you two? So you are the leftovers, right? Mm. And it's it's like that's that's perfect Unagi, <laughs> and I now I now expect her to have her head taken off by the cinder block or something like that because that's like tell that to imagine you are sitting at a press conference with the deathmatch wrestler, and you tell the deathmatch wrestler that they are not good enough and that they are leftover of their own deathmatch unit. What do you expect to happen? You know, I think what, uh, Unagi has never had a, a thought in her life, so no, she, she just says shit, you know? She doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't think of it, so. Yeah, uh, like, for example, when she was talking with Great Okan about kissing. Yes. Oh, God. A great Okan gives me so many weird vibes. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> uh, he's he he's, seems like cool. King, he, yeah, he is king of otaku's. So he is my people. I see. Okay. Well, you guys have fun. Um, <laughs> round out this promo. Uh, Waka got very serious and was like, "I'm not playing games anymore. I keep losing. I'm done. I'm gonna beat you, Prominence, and we're gonna kick you out of stardom." Uh, Waka tried to start shit with Suzu. And in typical Suzu fashion, she just battered her head off the table and then stood on Waka's head. So yes. you don't don't mess with Suzu. That's that's kind of the no, yeah. Suzu's going to kill Waka on the show. It's it's pretty upsetting. Yes, we will find that Waka in the ditch behind Korakan <laughs> Hall or behind the water yeah. because that's where she'll end up. Be sad. 
Um, the match after that is uh, Azumi versus Tekla uh, for the High Speed Championship. Um, then we had Mayu <laughs> versus Fukigen Death for the SWA title. Yes, Fukigen Death was at a press conference. Everyone so, so, obviously, Kyori Yodiyama is a busy woman. She she can't be everywhere. Uh, so, Saki Kashima... She cannot! <laughs> Saki Kashima had a cardboard drawing of Fukigen held it up over her face and started hitting her throat to talk so she'd sound like an alien. And Mayu at one point was like, uh, Saki, I, I can see it's you. And, and Saki dropped the mask and said, shut up and listen to the alien. Um, <laughs> oh my god. It was incredible. <laughs> and then even Saki was not able to hold down, hold back her laughter. Yeah. So she left. She'd rather left than start laughing. It was incredible. Uh, everyone should go out and see and watch this because it's it's the serious promotion, the work rate serious promotion, yes. right? Yeah, serious uh, work rate promotion stardom with uh, an alien yes. bouncing for the belt. Yes, you know, uh, against a against icons, yes. the previous ace of the promotion. Yeah. Yes. This would be like Toru Yano challenging Hiroshi Tanahashi for a belt. Like that is the level we're talking yes. about here. Um, yes. So the 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 match after that was. Um, we did the build for Kyrie and Tam versus Utami and Miu. Um, Kyrie and Tam's team is called the White Knights, which is is very funny. Um, after a bit of banter about uh, Kyrie, beating, you know, breaking Tam's throat at uh, Sumo Hall, uh, Kyrie was like, "So, um, you guys have kind of let Miu get soft. Uh, the training around here is very soft, Utami." Uh, your new trainee isn't shit, and uh, I'm going to beat the hell out of her because uh, when I was a rookie, somebody busted my face, and it made me a good wrestler. So I'm going to kill Miu and uh, mold her into a good wrestler. So yeah. Irie is going to yeah. uh, treat Miu like she is McDonald's-era Mika Iwata. Yeah. I think that uh, the uh, Carrie even had her picture mm-hmm. uh, of her after... Uh, after debut uh, presser, the post-match comments uh, in the back where she has broken face, literally broken face, uh, because uh, Yuzuki Aikawa was not playing around that day because cruel idol is cruel. So that's that's uh, it's always amused me when when the people who never watched Kyrie Stardom before were like, oh oh no, this this dainty little flower. She's going to get hurt by Nia Jax. No, 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 no. That that's not how that works. She had her. She had more concussions in her life than you had last Christmas or something like that. Choose your own thing to say. <laughs> yeah, no. Kyrie, Kyrie walked in. Yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. has basically a walking concussion. She, you know, yes. Nia Jax did not do anything there. Um, yeah. And she's... People people forget that in her first match in Mayan Classic, she face planted from the top rope in the perf- in the full sail onto the uh, the uh, the metal ramp oh, and got a concussion in her first match. What a mess! <laughs> um, yes. So basically, Kyrie is going to do that to to Miu. So that's going to be very yeah. funny. Um, the match after that is uh, the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. It's Koguman and Hazuki defending against Julia and Mai Sakurai. Uh, 
the match after that is the Artists of Stardom Championship match. So this is fairly high on the card. It's Mahima Poi defending against Saki, Starlight Kid, and Momoanabe. Uh, Saki said she wants the pink belt. So very notable. The, the feud yes. for the pink belt continues. Yeah, and Mika was very disappointed that she no longer wants uh, orange belt. But had Saki had orange belt before? I thought she was always the pink belt. Um, I'm not sure. She might have been blue when she had it in Starries. I'm not. I can't remember though. Blue? Yeah. I think. Wait, wait. Who would be? Uh, what was? Who was she with in the trios? She was, was her she with Mayu Mayu. and Arisa. It was her, Tam, and mine. Yeah. So Tam would be pink yeah. in this combination. Definitely, yeah. Okay. And Mayu would be blue? Mayu might be orange. She she might be attracted to that orange. Uh, orange is energetic. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that could be orange, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't remember, but pink belt is the most important belt of the trios. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the match after that is uh, Sayaka Matani defending the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Mirai. And uh, the main event is uh, Siri defending the World of Stardom Championship against Risa Sara. And shit went down here because Risa Sara once again beat uh, Siri with a chain. Uh, that's probably not what it is. It's a kendo stick. That's what it is. Um, so she beat Siri with the kendo stick again. Uh, Siri got very pissed off. And um, I believe it was Risa Sarah who was like, well, if you're annoyed at me, let's have a, a no rules match. Let's just do it. And Siri said, no, we have honor here. We have rules. Uh, so this is knockout or submission only in the uh, the World of Stardom title match. So uh, they changed the stip there at the press conference today. And I'm kind of happy with that. Uh, because when I made the joke on Twitter, when uh, Risa first beat uh, Siri with the, the kendo stick, I was like, oh, Siri's Great Revenge is going to be grappling with her for 10 minutes. Um, but now there, she's actually going to try and knock out uh, Risa Sarah, which is pretty uh, good retribution for somebody who's been beating you up with a stick. Do not forget no count out rules. Oh, yeah. Well, which means, goes that which means we will. Which means we will get grappling outside of the ring. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a tour of the building. Oh, lovely. And it'll be fair. And anyway. guess what? If if we were in Ice Ribbon, we would be getting a guest spot of Marami Toyota. Um, yeah, we'd also get the light tube fan. Which, I mean, it's really what yeah, we're Yeah, and Harley. Yes. Why can't this be an ice ribbon? <laughs> uh, well, ice ribbon's mostly dead. Because it already was. <laughs> because it already happened in ice ribbon. That's true. <laughs> and uh, then Risa decided that, no, you do not like me here anymore, so I'll leave. And she didn't like it there either, seemingly, so that was uh, a good split. But um, yeah. I should finish up by previewing the two shows this weekend. Uh, so these are two small shows. Uh, this uh, first one is on May 21st. Uh, this is in Nagano. Uh, the opener is Azami versus Hina versus Rina. Uh, at least that's my read on it. The translation isn't very good. Um, Azami will probably win there. That would make sense to me. 
Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, the match after that is Tekla and Mai Sakurai versus Saya, Ida, and Hanan. Um, I guess Tekla and Mai will win. Yes, they should. Yeah. Well, they both have title matches, so yeah. Yeah, they all have title matches. So is this a 15-minute time run the draw? No, not with Ida and Hanan there. Not at all. Oh, Ida can be beaten. Ida's losing. Yeah, probably. Sadly. Um... Match after that. Spinning, yes. Uh, the match after that. Oh god, this is Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, Nagasaka, and Waka Skiyama versus the Stars team of Mayu Watani, Koguma, Hazuki, and Momo Kogo. Stars are winning. Hooray! I, I don't want to watch this. I feel happy for you. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Thank you. I'm not watching that. Yeah, great. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's... I I think you and like maybe five other sickos are watching this match. Me and Scott are gonna watch it. Like Scott and I are constantly just suffering to this company. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's classical house show for. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the match after that. Uh, this could be a good one though. Uh, this is Julia, Micah, Hameka, and Natsupoi of Donald Armando versus Saki Kashima, Ruaka, Starlight Kid, and Momo Nabe. So um, could be some fun stuff there. Um, a waiter yeah. tie maybe goes over. Ooh. No, that's a draw. Ooh. That's obviously a draw. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a draw. That's a draw. That's yeah. A draw. Uh, the main event then is actually a pretty sick match. It's uh, Siri, Mirai, and Ami Sore versus Utami Haishishta, Saya Kamatani, and Lady C of Queen's Quest. Oh, I need a gold shower after that. Yes. Because that that'll be really, really good. That will be fun. Yeah. And it has a winner. Oh, it has a winner. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got Lady C to take the pin, so you know. Yes. And so is is Shuri pinning her or is Mirai pinning her? Um, or is Ami pinning her? Ami, yeah. You think Ami's pinning yeah. her, right? Preparing for the tournament. So Lady C is pinning Ami in the in a qualifying tournament. Um maybe not. I think it might just set them up as like rivals ahead of this tag at the out award so they can be a bit mm. feisty. Yeah, and they can have uh, stories throughout the whole five star. Yeah, because I don't know if they're in the same block because... for that, because they, they have announced the blocks, but the way it is on Stardom's website, the blocks are just one mass of uh, names, so I couldn't separate them out at all. Yeah. Uh, but they have announced two different blocks for that uh, play-in thing. All right. Um, the next show to preview, the last show to preview, is on the 22nd of May. Uh, this is in... Ofu, uh, one of my go-tos whenever I talk shit about uh, house shows. Uh, the opener is Hanan versus Wakasukiyama versus Saki Kashima. Uh, Saki is winning. Yes. Uh, the match after that is Saya Ida versus Momo Watanabe. So uh, Momo's going to kill her. Sadly. Yeah, that if they try, that would be probably really mm. good. They did have a good match at Korokan a while back. Um, and Momo's but better. But that's Korokan. Yeah, that's true. Um... The match after that is Utami Hayashishta. Um, can't make this out at all. Uh, it says Utami Hayashishta and is Princess that C. It's that minute. Oh, Hina and Lady yeah. C. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's whenever there's Princess or Hina, 
or something like that. That's that's uh, that's yeah, he does. Because it just mixed the two together. It just says Princess C. Yeah, so I was like, who on earth? Um, yes. So it's those two, uh, those three against Rocka, Rena, and Starlight Kid. Um, you would hope that the Queen's Quest could win there. Doesn't really matter, I suppose. Uh, not sure about that. It's Rena's been taking a lot like, of falls. Lately. Maybe. So. Mm. What's that? What's that uh, town? Is isn't that the the twins and Hanan Hanan's town? Um, Kofu? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. Either one can win there. Uh. The next match is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Siri, Mirai, and Ami Sore of God's Eye versus Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, and Unagi Sayaka of the Cosmic Angels. Uh, this is going to a draw. Yes, that is a draw. Um, the match after that is Azumi and Sayaka Matani versus Natsupoi and Tekla. Um, maybe, like, Azumi will roll yeah. up Tekla, or Tekla rolls up Azumi. Yeah, anyone can win yeah. that. Anyone can win that. And the main event is an eight-woman tag. It's Mayu Watani, Koguma, Hazuki, and Momokogo versus Julia, Maika, Himeka, and Mai Sakurai. Um, yeah, again, could go either way. Kind of leaning towards DDM, mm -hmm. pinning uh, Momo. Oh. Again, depends. Depends on who is going to... Yeah, probably. Probably Komomo is going yeah. to quite likely um that's all that we have to preview um i will just mention though on monday uh may 23rd uh the second hanakamura memorial event uh bagus is taking place at cork and hall uh siri is currently scheduled to appear on that show she's in the main event against asuka slash fenny uh so if you want to check out siri versus asuka uh the huge match like the two of the best uh wrestlers in the joshi scene going to be an amazing match um, all the money from the show obviously goes towards Kyoko Kimura, so... I think it's the first time they will meet. Would make sense, because I feel like Venny came to prominence like... when Suri was kind of phasing out. Yeah, it. she she, she debuted in Wave, and I'm not sure... Maybe Shuri was Wave tag champ when uh, Asuka was debuting, so I think they were, uh, like, just they just missed her, missed uh, each other, or maybe Shuri was already in the UFC or stopped wrestling altogether. And when she came back, um, um, I think she was maybe they were on the same side, but they never had a singles match. Yeah, that I'm sure. Yeah, of. no, uh, I, I've never, I don't remember them ever wrestling. Um. Yeah, I think they were on the same side in the marvelous uh, Kurokan Hall show where they were Asuka and Shuri versus Nyla and Takumi. Mm. I think that's the match. I think Asuka teamed with Nyla though, but that might have been a different Korokan. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um... Yeah, 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 probably okay. right. Um, either way, though, that's a huge match. Um, that show is on Fight TV, yeah, so uh, if you want to want to get the pay-per-view, you can watch it, uh, celebrate Hana, and uh, obviously support Kyoko Kimura. So that's that's on Monday. Um, and by the way, uh, last thing to add to that is I'm not as angry 
as I was last year about the timing of the stardom shows because they will have a time they will have time to be there and not be somewhere else when the show happens Most yeah no that, that's very good because last year i was so fucking furious mm-hmm. about that that was heartbreaking yeah and i guess stardom trying to make up for it with their own kind of nods to hannah but yeah that does yeah it, it, like they never should have done that show i know me and dylan tore it to shreds when it was uh happening as yeah. well so um but with that we should close the show because we are uh, approaching like two hours <laughs> which is a very long time um thank you for for coming on and saving people's ears we should we should close the show before we before we uh do patter or whatever the hell that's called anyway if you want to stand you may stand if you want to sit you may sit leave today shine tomorrow you decide what you believe in joe Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.